Hello, this is Lucan, and this is what happened last time. In the darkness of the Shadowfell, we spoke with a group of pale denizens who called themselves Philobros. There seemed to be an odd connection between them and Reloth. They may somehow serve as allies in our fight against Nock, and possibly against that witch Faridwin. We returned to the world of Belenair, and I picked up a new signal horn, made from the horn of Tirith and the Terrible. I don't think Hulk likes it very much, though. Also, Lucian gifted me a new companion, a white pegasus named Jericho. We left the lake town and traveled south towards Wood's End. Near the city, we detoured into the Borderwood, and Merc sent word to his allies in town. In the middle of the night, one of his friends arrived, a youthful soldier named Tim Stamper. So you're at this campsite, not far from a logging camp outside of Woods End. You're a little ways away from Woods End, right? Like you were brought into the wood by Merc, and everyone is kind of waking up. It's still dark out, but Merc has a visitor, and it's this sort of youthful-looking young soldier. He has almost white blonde hair, kind of wispy and sticks up in front. And he's got a snare drum on his back and a couple of, he's got basically like a uh, dagger sheath that has a couple of drumsticks sticking out of it. And these two, you know, give each other a big hug, pat each other on the back and find a seat around the fire. Uh, I'm going to stare across my dinner plate at them and kind of have the uh, who are you type look on your face. Sure. Hey, that's Hulk. This is Tim. You guys are now best friends. Hold on, I'll be the judge of that. But on a serious note, so Tim, tell me about this order of law that's moved into town. He says, "I can't believe it's really you." They know you're. They know you're out there. You know that, right? Well, it won't matter in a few days. Order Laws might not be the worst of your concerns, but they're run by a guy named Tullen, some sort of hero from Night's Day. Yeah. Most of the group is pretty young, but they're pretty pretty capable from what I can see. But the Inquisitors are in town too, and they're not showing their colors typically. And so we've kind of gotten to a point where Wood's End is, well, it's kind of an odd place to be. And I'm a little bit concerned about your coming home. As he's talking, he pulls out one of his drumsticks and he's just sort of absentmindedly spinning it around with one hand. You have right to be concerned. I am not coming back to uh, make amends in the traditional sense. I'm coming back to write the things I should have fixed long ago. Namely, my brother. But I think to do that, we need to speak to some of these inquisitors and the light bearers. We need to talk to light bearers. I would, I would suggest against that right at, right at this moment. Oh. Yeah, something's going on. People that have any sort of rank in the town, I don't know, they, they seem to be blindly following the bishop. 
And don't get, me, don't get me wrong, he's a popular guy. He's a politician. We, we knew that before he left. But things have been happening in which anyone that seems to speak out against him or question him ends up being brought to the, the cathedral and, I don't know, they're just not exactly the same when they come out. I wouldn't trust anybody right now, especially people with rank. I've been, I think, overlooked because, you know, they do that with bards. And he smiles. You feel like they're being mind-controlled or charmed in some way? He kind of looks closely at you. I do. I wouldn't trust anybody with any with any connections right now. Not your sister. Not your brother. I really probably shouldn't be here in the first place. But I had to come see you for myself. What about Dice, my uncle? Dice, I'm not sure. He's higher rank than I am. And he's involved in secrets, right? Right. So that makes me nervous. And like I said, we're dealing with other factions in town here. The third sons are having having their their time. I'm sure they've they've got to be uh, you know of, of watching everywhere. And there is money on your head. I've got a suggestion for you though. I don't know that you'll love it, but I think it's the way you should go. If you want to work in in Woods End. I think Cody is the person to talk to. Who's Cody? Cody's my brother. He's kind of the black sheep of the family. Merck, do you know Cody? Yeah, threw him in jail a couple times. He has a way of getting out of things and keeping out of sight. And I think that if you went to the Watery Mink and talked to Logan there, he might get you in touch with Cody. Merc Cody's somebody you would trust? Um, I would trust him to be interested in his uh, own welfare. All right, sounds like my type of fern. I was actually thinking that. Maybe you should go into the WAD remake. Whoa, whoa, let's not be hasty here. You could take Xan for protection. Go talk to him and have him come out here. We don't... Xan and I must have got like... I was going to say, I don't know if that's a good idea to just parade the around in town that way. Because they obviously have a a bounty on you, Merc, but they probably have lookouts for people that look like Zan and I. I would imagine the sudden appearance of two Saradin in uh, bright, flashy armor might raise a few flags if we're trying to keep a low profile. Zan, are you in your armor right now? She's in the in the gold with the wolf head, but uh, with the wolf fur cloak that she has. But she's mm-hmm. like, I have other, you know, I have armor and other things I could wear to go into town. I even have a few things that I got from the various treasure drops we've gotten lately to disguise me going in. That may be an option then. Actually, real off, buddy, pal. Nope. What do you got for magic to help us out here? Well, how how set are you on getting through to your brother? Is there any redemption available, or are we just going in to take care of business, as it were? I don't think there's redemption, though. Right. But I think before we just, like, parade on up to his house, we might want to know what we're looking at for this community in general. 
Well, if he's mind controlling people, we need to figure out how he's doing it so we have a chance of reversing it. How big is this town? A few thousand. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably bigger than Fire's Heart. There's it's like a it's like a, a few thousand on both sides of the river. Your brother lives on the east side of the river, right? I believe he lives on the cathedral, which is on the west side of the river. Tim says, yeah, it's, he's he's pretty heavily guarded. I don't think you're going to walk into that cathedral. And if you do, what do you think is going to happen? They're not, they're not going to celebrate your murdering the bishop. I just told you everybody loves him. I have evidence, but if we can't get anybody to listen to reason, what good is it? Who's mind controlling them? Do we you have any idea? All I know is that they go into the cathedral and come out. I've I've kind of steered clear of the place. Take this uh, coin, and it's like he hands you this little disc of wood, Mert. Yeah. And on one side it has a has a tree, and on the other side it has what looks to be maybe a wave or something like that. Sure. And he says, "Give that to Logan, and tell him that you need to talk to the Kilterkin." That's what Cody's group is calling themselves nowadays. Sure. And yeah, if you go into town, cloak up. And he kind of looks at Zan's armor and he says, like, don't bring attention upon yourself. I would I would say any of you. Well, the good news is, is if people are close to me, they can't be charmed. So we have that on our side. I also have some restoration magic. I can try to break the mind control depending on what it is. And we can also dispel as well. Who would be the person in town that would be the most beneficial for us to remove from being charmed? To make our case and to move forward? Cap, yes. Alright. Who's that and where is he? That would be my father, who actually controls the town. I'm assuming he's on he's on the, the states on the east side of the river. However, I don't have any love for him, and there's no guarantee that he wouldn't actually just be completely involved in this, because he's either been turning a blind eye far too long, or he's been mind-controlled longer than anybody here to allow the situation to get this bad. Who'd be the next in line, then? Asher. Well, we're going to assume he's not mind-controlled. So who's mind-controlled that we can fix? The people that'd be probably be most beneficial would be any of the light bearers, yeah, or the inquisitors. Miles Van Lyon the second would be beneficial. Maybe we hunt him down. Tim says my concern is who's who's truly on his side and who's been charmed, because he can't have just charmed everyone. Well, I think what we would do is we we'd get a hold of him and figure out if he's charmed or not. And we'll find out the truth one way or another. Have I been outside of the city and in the woods long enough for my coloration to start eking back to more woodland? You know, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe just slightly, you know? Because it's yeah. just been kind of overnight, right? Like, what color? Well, no, I mean, since we left Rontaman, I assume that we haven't spent a whole lot of time in towns. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. Does your skin turn green sure. or something? No, his beard changes. Oh. 
So the longer he's um, the longer he's in like civilization, the whiter his beard gets. Is this a? I don't remember. Is Woods End uh, gated or walled? It is. Yeah, big log, kind of elaborate log walls with different gates and you know sort of dams over the river and things like that. We just bamf into his room in the middle of the night and take care of this. I would be concerned against wards. I mean, isn't that something you weirdos do? Well, I'd like to take a look at it, but I don't see any reason why we couldn't just imagine they've got him protected in his own room. Probably showing up all the force on the outside. And how are you teleporting in? Well, teleportation. Doesn't there have to be a circle? Nope. Do you have I've to know where you're going? That. Yeah. That could be a relatively easy fix. So if you can see the place once, you'll be able to teleport. I got a good chance of getting us all in there. Tim says, my understanding is that after night's, night's day, they were pretty particular about warding off the cathedrals after what happened in Lucidum. I have reason to believe you guys know what I'm talking about. Kind of grins at you. Can we dispel wards? Is that easy enough to do, or does that set off any type of alert or alarm? Everybody kind of looks at Relop. <laughs> yeah. We can. Because I can dispel now, and I believe Zan can dispel. I can. My, my concern is that if he has contingencies for stuff like this, because I can't imagine that he managed to fool so many people for so long by just, like, ignoring dangers or even the possibility of dangers. I don't think he's dumb enough to be in a place where we could just teleport in. Right. Everybody, the hair on the back of your neck stands up as Larson's torch gives you a feel for something coming. And all around you... Darkness seems to envelop the area. Not where you're standing, but in a circle around you. So beyond a certain set of trees, you know, to maybe 40 feet out from, from the clearing you're in. Suddenly there's just darkness everywhere. And, you know, the picture beyond where you can see disappears, except for this feeling of cold for a moment. And you see two sort of yellow round eyes in the darkness. Everybody roll initiative. Don't forget your extra, your advantage dice there, buddy. Merc. <laughs> 15. I just want to beat Merc every time now. <laughs> 16 for Zan. Come on, single digits. That's a 20 for me. 16. Sorry. Not a Not. <laughs> 20. Jesus, two okay. 20s, two 16s, and a 15. Oh, what do you want to do? Uh, what am I seeing, I guess? Um, darkness, you definitely see two eyes in the in the darkness and possibly some other shapes coming out of the blackness. I guess I will try to pitch one of my daggers between the eyes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, AC 20. Oh, that'll hit. That'll be only eight damage. So just going to fling it. Okay. It 
definitely catches you know you kind of hear this as it as it comes by and doesn't exactly you know stick but it just slides by enough to cut this guy's neck open as he walks in it's actually a, a humanoid he's wearing flint mail and he's carrying a great sword but he's got these goggles on and that's the that's the light that you can see as he sort of started coming in um this sort of wrought iron goggles with kind of yellowish lenses but he looks kind of like a you know like a knight he you know a little bit like maybe lucan or somebody like that and you can see a couple more coming in too they're sort of trying to come in they're 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 just coming on the edge of the of the darkness at this point and it's clear that whatever darkness they're walking out of is not natural right something was placed here um you're sort of been encircled with darkness somehow Relap, you definitely have um, a few figures you can see. They're kind of surrounding you at this point. They're kind of separate targets right now. Nah. Just uh, cast Sunbeam okay. on one of them. It's a uh, Constitution uh, 18. Uh, ooh, we failed it. Okay. You going after the guy with the goggles? Yeah. Okay. Hit him between the yellow eyes. 23 points of radiant damage, and he is blinded. Oh, nice. Ooh. Merc, it's your turn. Do I recognize this guy? Yeah, you're not seeing quite enough of him to know. Plus, he's got the goggles on. Bro, make a quick perception test. That's fine as you kind of, if you, you know. I mean, it's only a 13. You get the impression that he, like, the, the way he's, the way he's using his sword, you feel like it's a silver sword. You don't know. You don't know that you recognize him, but you you just get that feel. Like he looks like a silver sword, which, by the way, is not. This is not their jurisdiction. This is where the lancers would would patrol. So it's odd that they'd be here. Right. You can definitely see two others coming out as well. And so, or I'm sorry, there were two others kind of kind of breaching the darkness, and now uh, a fourth. So basically, there's four guys surrounding you, kind of at corners. Sure. I'll close in with the leader, Mr. Goggles himself. Pull out Destiny and I guess I'll go out and just do kind of a overhead diagonal chop at him. And he's blinded, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have advantage, right? Yeah. Does a 30 hit? It does. If it didn't, you'd have to just leave now. Yeah, I know, right? Surrender. We're surrendering. <laughs> Goodbye. Um... 18 points of damage. Not expecting that. All right, pretty decent hit. You know, he comes in and he tries to stop it with his with his sword. You know, so we've got this great sword battle happening suddenly. You just rack it upside the you know the side of him, like you you know his armor sort of takes a lot of it, but you definitely hurt him. Sometimes when people are armored enough, you know, you don't have to get even in there. You just whack them hard enough, and you can see that that did some damage. I am going to. Uh, take a second swing at him. I'm going to go in a deep stance and cut, try for a very powerful swing. So I'm going to take the minus five to the to hit. And I'll just do a, you know, crit damage there. Oh, you hit, you hit a 20? I did a natural 20. Nice. So, so remember, it's going to flare up for you. So 36 points of slashing damage and one point of fire damage. Okay. Wham, you kind of slash again. Um, kind of staggering backwards a little bit and... Basically, blood starts coming out the bottom bottom of his of his chest armor, right? Like it's like you definitely got him good. He's still standing, but like you have definitely wounded this guy, and he's 
feeling it. All right, Zan's turn. How far away is the Ring of Darkness around us? Um, it's a circle of about, I guess it's from kind of, let's say if it's, if we started in the center of the camp, mm -hmm. um, you would, you'd go about 40 feet before you hit darkness. So this doesn't look like the normal spell that you're used to nope. as far as like darkness goes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, she'll, she'll, um, you'll draw her sword, hold it in the air, uh, cast for Lucian's blessing on it and cast daylight. And that is a 60 foot radius. A okay. light spell that will go outward and dispel magical darkness in 60 foot radius around her. Okay. That's totally what I was going to do, Lance. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> it dispels uh, third level or lower. Right? Third level or lower, yep. Yeah, they all sort of, you know, grimace as this, uh, as this flashes out and it does sort of, you know, dissipate this darkness. It kind of like shakes for a second and then just almost like it goes in a big ring or, you know, like, like a wave around a, a stadium or something, you know, just sort mm. of like, and, uh, hits sort of the darkness puffs out to nothing on one side. And she's just centering it on her, the blade of her sword. Uh, Lucan. Lucan's gonna, uh, move forward and get close to probably Merc, whoever's closest into the action. I'm assuming it's Merc. So I could be within five feet to try to protect him. And Lucan's going to take Tempest out light it up and throw it at at the nearest guy sure basically just to kind of separate them a little bit right we've got the guy with the goggles right we've got there's also a guy that's actually he's wearing sweat mail too um and he's and he is carrying a long sword in each hand there's another one that has a long sword and a short sword and he seems to be wearing sh chain mail there's one with a long sword and a shield and the shield, once he, once the light comes up, you can see on the shield, Merc, it's got red enamel, and it's got two cross silver swords on it. And yeah, there's your, there's your four knights okay. coming in from the corners. So basically, shield, short sword, long swords, great sword. If that Lucan's, helps kind of di distinguish. Lucan's gonna take Tempest out, light it up, and throw it at the uh, guy with holding two swords. Okay. Uh, roll the twelve. All right, so that's a miss. Okay. So, okay. Uh, uh, dex save of 13. Okay, so he's taking his dex save either way. All right, that's good to know. All right, he's going to take damage. I rolled uh, 12 points. All right, 12 points lightning. Kind of, um, you know, lightning sort of circles around him. You know, he's wearing a lot of metal, and so it seems like it sort of hangs out for a minute, this corona around him after he gets hit. Hailstones start coming down, and kind of litter the plate you know just, there's suddenly a storm it gets really cold for a second and all this hail just comes pelting down like bullets and everybody needs to make a dex saving throw okay, everybody take a plus three on that if you're within 10 feet of me so me pretty much everybody right because no, nobody really separated we're kind of having a fight around a campfire if i get the plus three i get a 25 oh you'd be on uh, a 22 seven Seven. <laughs> Eighteen. Twenty-two. So you can you can have it if you if you beat a sixteen. Otherwise, you're you're taking twelve bludgeoning and uh, five cold, and half of that if you made it. And then um, the area has now become difficult terrain, which doesn't probably matter a lot right now for a lot of you because they're kind of coming into you anyway. After the as this happens, by the way, too, and I think Holg would be the first one to notice. There's somebody in the tree above you, and that's where that spell just came from. So there's a fifth target. Gotcha. 
Okay, so now it's going to be the the knight's turn. Um, yes, these. It's pretty clear that these guys are associated with this with the silver swords. Um, even like the the twins would at least be familiar with the concept of what the silver swords are, right? These are the mm -hmm. the it's the knightly order that effectively protects Finnis Ligum, which is the eastern side of the town, sort of the nobility side of the town. Um, they really wouldn't be out here in the woods like this under normal circumstances. You know, each of them have something that discerns that. Now there there is no ranking on them, and that's uh, you know Merc probably wouldn't have told anybody that but like the silver swords don't actually display their ranking they have tattoos um but they don't actually put it on their outer see like they don't necessarily want you to know who's in charge in the middle of battle merc the guy on you is going to swing with the goggles i want to use protection use my okay. reaction to use protection he's going to swing so merc he, he effectively swings at you twice with his with his great sword right and as he does that the first one you kind of bat off and the second one is going to to catch you is this the blinded guy um it is that's why he missed the first one so he would be still rolling at disadvantage yeah he's just swinging you know but the second one did catch him so you end up with 19 slashing damage as he gets kind of a lucky swing on you so the others kind of close as well Hulk. One of them closes on you. It's the guy with the two swords. Frankly, I think that they that what they're going to do is they're going to pick one person out each, but that means that they're going to they're going to probably not close on Relop at this point because they're not okay. going to see him as a threat. All right, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got that that nice that nice leather armor on there. Your AC is mm -hmm. twenty. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, he rolled a nineteen twice. So swords come in and he looks pretty awesome, but you just kind of like dodge out of the way and kind of sidestep as he as he comes flying with these swords. Um, Lucan, one of them kind of comes up. He he sort of moves himself away from the group and kind of darts in to try to get to you since you closed in on Merc. He is going to take two swings as well. This is this is the guy with the sword, uh, long sword and the and the short sword. The short sword doesn't doesn't touch anything, but the long sword will uh, for 18 slashing. As he just kind of rubs it up, uh, just right under your armor, basically um, on your waist. Zan, he's gonna roll with disadvantage for the first one. Yep, flare him. Flare, yep, that did it. So misses the first swing. Oh, what's your armor here? Your armor's 22, right? Or 20 yep. also? 20 also. Ooh, okay, so both of them. Uh, this is just a long sword. This is the guy with the shield, okay. and he, he, yeah, he comes up, sort of swipes that thing in one direction, swipes it the other, and you kind of put your shield up and kind of bat them both away. And Lucan looks over at you, impressed. <laughs> Don't tell him what he does. <laughs> he might not be impressed. <laughs> Tim says something to the extent of the lancers will follow kind of looking around, recognizing that like, you know, they're, this is going to be loud and we've got light coming up and things like that. He basically starts, he, he puts his drum, he doesn't have his drumstick sticks in his hand, but he picks up a harp that he had under his cloak. It's just a little handheld harp and he starts like strumming it a little bit and he's not even, he's not singing or anything like that. And it's sort of like, he's trying to be quiet. Like he doesn't want to do a full like, you know, hit his snare drum out here. Um, but he starts running enough to where he can start giving 
some support to the people around him with with his with his uh, you know his music. Um, and so, Merc, you're going to be able to have an extra D6 the next time you make it make a, an attack or a check. Okay. He's just supporting basically, and he kind of slinks back. Hole, oh, we're back up to you. All right, I have that one right in front of me now. You know, I think if you just sort of stepped back, because you know, if you as long as you don't move too much, um, I think you could step back and make it so that like you and Zan were kind of together, and that sure. would you'd basically each be threatening the two guys that are on you. Okay, I will do that. I will fall back, uh, and then I'll. And AC 25. Ooh, that'll hit. All right. Need to get these guys better armor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I have Savage Attacker right now. If you wouldn't believe the number of ones and twos I just put. <laughs> you say that every night. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I believe it because uh, I rolled it with that spell. Uh, 29 points of damage. First roll, but broke 20, so I'm glad Savage Attacker's a thing. You know, he's kind of sw- whipping these swords around and looking all BA, and then you just sort of like slice him up underneath, kind of right under the arm, you know, and just cut something open. Oh, and I'm going to also use my other hand to point up to the tree and be like, Magi, in the tree! <laughs> all right, everybody sees up there a, it looks like a, because it's pretty well lit at this point, uh, a female gnome, and she seems to be wearing green robes and she's kind of in the you know the the crook of a tree up there kind of planted herself before you know before they got started effectively relap there's going to be some love interest in your story now possibly (laughs) i don't murder her first that's what hulk did (laughs) just send the bird to the tree i gave her numerous options (laughs) (laughs) sounds like we're looking at relapse turn i'm just going to go ahead and uh Cast seventh level chain lightning on all, all of them. Okay. Um, it's as long as they're within thirty feet of, I can I can target all of them. Okay. So, starting with her for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, she is up there. Uh, What's so fifty four. Ooh, nice. Ciao. What's funny is that the two that have been taking damage, three of them actually, so there's five of them there, right? Three of them actually made their roll, and the two that didn't were the ones that, that were already like taking damage, but that means these two guys just drop, just and hit the ground in front of you. So Merc and Lucan are dealing with the guy with the goggles, and he drops, and then um, Zan and Holg are dealing with the guy with the two swords, and he drops. And so they are going to take some damage. She takes some damage up in the tree. And the other two guys take some damage as well. But they it's the other two that took the brunt of it. And they just crumple to the ground in big metallic clanking noises. Hmm. Uh, Merc's turn. So Merc, there's another guy over there. That is, it's, he's basically in your melee as well with, uh, with Lucan. He kind of came over, I suppose... Yeah, you know what? I, I think if I think if he didn't want to be, I think you could actually step out of it because he really focused on Lucan from his from Lucan's left side. Um, but there's a guy, you know, just sort of within a couple steps of you, right there. The guy with the short sword and the long sword. I'll just swing around and I'll go. Uh, I'll do an attack, aiming it low at his legs, and okay. we'll go from there. Does a twenty-five hit? 
Oh, yeah. And I'll make spend a superiority die and make him take a DC 17 strength check or nope. fall down from the trip attack. He did make a strength check. 15, 16 points of damage. I'll take a second attack at him. Okay. You whack him and, you know, he sort of yells out but doesn't drop. And then I hit 26, so I'm assuming that hits. Yep. And 15 points of slashing damage. I don't do anything crazy this time. And that will be my day. All right. Yeah, he definitely takes takes some damage there. He's kind of getting rattled around in his armor. Zanstern. She still has the guy with the sword and shield in front of her, right? Yes. Yeah, and he's with you. Uh, Hulk's with you there, too. Okay. So she's going to kind of like back up as that guy's approaching, did the flare and kind of blocked the one shot, ends up backing into Holg a little bit from the back and spins around, looks at him, and then keeps their attention forward. Uh, she's going to whisper a prayer across her own sword. So I'm going to cast Holy Weapon on it, which I'm pretty sure that plus daylight on my sword makes it a white lightsaber. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're going to... So she'll cast that, and then she's going to make a sword swing on him. Okay. All right. So that is a dirty 20. That'll hit. Dirtily. Dirtily. So 18 points of damage. It'll be 11 slashing and 7 radiant. Bursting back, he kind of steps into the fire a little bit and, you know, sparks shoot up. And he pushes himself, you know, forces himself back up as he sort of, you know, almost falls backwards from the hit and keeps himself going. So it's bonus action and attack, and she's going to stand her ground. Okay. That means we're uh, Lucan. All right, he's going to just swing at the guy that is in front of him and Merc. Uh, I'm going to swing with non-lethal damage. Okay. 19 to hit and 12 points of damage. Yep, 19 hits. Is he looking pretty bad? Yeah, he's looking pretty pretty bloody. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's take another swing at him. Okay. Let's try to knock him out. So 23 to hit, and this time the damage is 16. You know what? That actually does it. So how do you want that to look when you're knocking him out? Uh, the pummel of my sword. Okay. So you just kind of like lift it up and crack it into his helmet. Yep. And then and I just... say, and then I yell out, keep him alive. Okay. He drops. And we're down to the gnome in the tree and the guy with the shield on Zan and Holg. She is going to actually, let me see. If she... she actually lifts up and starts to retreat like she's leaving she kind of moves up yeah you'd be within 60. it's a third level third level okay so that's automatic isn't it yeah all right so (laughs) she goes she tried well i mean you know you would stop it before it actually happens so it's not like she flies and drops to her down but (laughs) but uh um yeah she she starts to say something you kind of recognize that that she's looks like maybe she's looking to to get out of here and you stop it (laughs) all right shield guy there is gonna take a swing he's gonna swing at the light sword lady (laughs) flare okay first one goes wild and ooh, you know what the second one actually hits your shield so wham wham he just you know like all this lights in his face and he's a little bit harried at this point tim um, you know what? He actually goes invisible. <laughs> Real team player that one is. Well, you know, you got this at this point. It's kind of what he's thinking. Not just like, I'm out. You guys are on your own. <laughs> he could have at least got a participation award. Yeah, he did one thing. 
Yeah, he distracted, uh, he distracted us while we got surrounded. <laughs> mm -hmm. He led the people to us, damn it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. I'm stabbing him when I see him again. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> he right. did this. Hold, what would you like to do? I am going to take a stab at the uh, guy that is trying to poke Zan. That will be a wonderful AC 18. 18 will miss. Yeah. Mm. Gotta love them single digits, yo. Uh, I will try offhand with uh, Toriador's Malice. That is AC 29. That'll hit. Mm, still oh. get the sneak attack. Still get the sneak attack. Mm -hmm. Savage attacker. Yeah. Uh, that would be 33 points of damage, Jeez. and uh, he's bleeding from Toriador's Malice. All right. Yep. Kind of rip open his forearm, and it just like blood's dripping down from his. You know, he still it's his sword arm, and he and he still has control of it and everything. But it's just a bloody mess. It's just dripping uh, like a faucet from him almost. Hmm. Relapse. It's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, point my uh, sunbeam up at the uh, gnome, and okay. she needs to make a dexterity 18. Ooh, she failed. Uh, 20 points of radiant, and she's blind. Alrighty. A lot of this blind stuff going around. Alright, she kind of yells yells out when it hits her, and um, she's holding on to the trunk of the tree like she's afraid she's going to fall off. I mean, she's pretty much in the little crook of the tree, so there's not much chance of that, but you've made her at least think she's about to fall, and she's, you know, singed from that attack. And that means that we are now at uh, Merc. There's a gnome up in the trees, who just yelled out as light a light beam shot up at her. And then there is also a one more knight over there fighting with Zan and Holg. And he's, you know, pretty much back to the fire. I look at the the knight and I simply say, surrender or die. Intimidation check, maybe? Yeah, give it a shot. Nineteen. He basically puts his hand he puts his hands up and he uh, sort of like a crucifix or something and just drops the shield and sword beside him. Anybody got manacles? I have rope. I got uh, lots of rope. Lucan, it is your turn. I will go ahead and just hit that guy with the pummel of my sword. Oh, okay. You can roll with advantage because he's putting his arms out and his backs effectively to you, too. Okay. I got 26 to hit them and 19 points of damage. Wow. That was one extra hit point than you needed. Boom, he drops, <laughs> lands in front of you. So, you know, it's probably quite a scene for Holg and Zan, right? They, he puts his arms out and then just you just see your, you know, big brother come over and bam, cool. knock him out. Still dealing with a wizard in the trees, though. Lucan's going to look up at her afterwards and point to her. She's like, this getting in the tree thing was a good idea originally. <laughs> but as soon as, as soon as it started to go the other way, I was in trouble. All right, so she's gonna cast. She's gonna cast a spell. Gonna go ahead and counterspell it. Okay, this one's higher. Okay. So, gotcha. What'd you roll? One. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> then. Okay. She also goes invisible. Can okay. you glitter bomber? I can't. Yeah, you're right. I could fire. I could. Yes, I could. Thank you very much. And she throws like sparkle explodes she just so she'll just throw it up in the okay. tree just kind of place yeah. it up in the tree and blast it up uh, there yeah. so it just sparkle sure. illuminates that whole cube area up there if she can yeah she's like just on her way out down the tree as you as it hits so like half of her is glowing sure. and it is also sure. concentration so my holy weapon is gone okay gotcha she kind of gets steps down there and then um as she 
you, you know, you can totally see her. She's, she, she kind of repels down the tree almost, you know, kind of slides down like a, a fireman's pole. And part of her is glowing and she's, she still, you know, is just going to try to run. And when she goes to run, something stabs her in the darkness <laughs> and she drops to the ground. Uh, we could have used her, I think. Tim. He says, well, and he's still invisible. <laughs> Oh, nice. He says, uh, the lant- the lanterns are going to be here any minute, I'm sure. I think that it's best if we get moving here. Grab what you need off of these guys. Uh, I'm a little concerned. This is definitely a light bearer. I don't know if she's an inquisitor, but this is a... She kinda, and he kind of starts messing, like, because you can see her now, right? Once once she died, the spell w- mm-hmm. went away, and you can she's still glowing a little bit from the fairy, fairy fire. Mm-hmm. And he kind of grabs a this scroll out of her stuff, you know, he finds and kind of snaps it in half and it makes this little, almost like magical smoke that puffs out of it when he destroys it. And he's like, um, I I can't be caught out here, guys. I'm sorry. Hmm. Find, find Cody. He'll help you. Sure. I pull out the uh, portable hole, drop it down and start throwing bodies in. (laughs) I walk over to the gnome. I heal her for one point and then punch her out again. (laughs) Non-lethal, though, so she's alive. Okay. And then I shove her in my backpack. I I take that back. I tie her up and then shove her in my backpack. You still have an empty backpack? I don't think we ever sorted out my backpack with Relob, officially. If need be, I'll just throw it in the portal It's just hole. a gnome cell. <laughs> Lucan will tie up the people that are still alive. Okay. Anything special about those goggles, Relap? Uh, I can check when we get a chance to breathe, but it sounds like somebody's coming. Yeah. Tim says, I apologize for not being able to stay. Um, you know that the Lancers are, are out here somewhere, um, and they, they're they a little quieter than these guys were. Yeah. I said, we'll just move fast and try to get out of that area as quickly as we can. Sure. Where are you, where are you headed, Merc? You'd be the one to have an idea where to go. Sure. Um, Maybe away from the logging camp, you know, like yeah. just get away from any, try to go deeper wilderness in a sense. And I'll just start walking. Lucan's going to take a sack and put it over the gnome's head and get her She's tied in up. a backpack, tied up. No. <laughs> I want to make sure she's got a sack over her head, though, too, just in case. You know what? That's a good call. Because she's wizardly. Yep. There could be a tiny hole in your backpack. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I want to do, but like mostly about the moment that she starts wrestling around in there, we need to pull her out and have a little heart to heart. Everybody roll stealth. You're going to try to get through the, the woods a little bit here. Um, from where you are, Merc, you basically, if you were wanting to get across the river, that might that might be a little bit of a feat. Honestly, that might, that'd probably be a kind of a bad idea to go for that right now because, of the, because of the fact that it's across. I mean, the river's pretty large at this point like it's a wide river right um and the way to cross is by going through town there's no low spots or shallow spots to cross um not not nearby it's part of the part of the it's one of the ways that like they kind of keep control of the place like they can they control the ferries and the bridges and things like that sure all right let's uh Let's just go deeper in the woods for now, and then. If getting yeah, across is bad. Say. Go to a spot where you think they don't patrol. Get into a deeper area where you don't think they really patrol, like outside of the 
just getting further away from the logging camps and further away from the town would be a good idea, I think. Yeah, we've got uh, Relapse Hut. He can pop up, and we'll we'll talk to this gnome and see how things they see how things go from there. Yeah, yeah, let's do that for now. I rolled a seventeen for my stealth. I got a sixteen. Reliable I got a three, powers. baby. Reliable you got a three. I got twenty-five. <laughs> huh. Isn't that like your default? I got eighteen. Mm-hmm. Eighteen, nice. If I roll under ten, it's a ten. Mark's your loud one. Yep. Yeah. No. Mm. As I <laughs> literally walk over a tree and you just hear it crash through the forest. Merck's just not trying hard enough. He doesn't <laughs> try on stealth checks. That's why you're Bro, failing, Merck. I rolled my two D twenty like I'm supposed to. It took the lower <laughs> like I'm supposed to. And then I added my bonus, which is a zero. And I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You, that's pretty good odds you're getting a three on that. I still think we should all pick you up and just carry you because you're so loud. <laughs> I have told you a thousand times I don't stealth. Where there's a will, there's a weight. <laughs> I don't even know how I was quiet across the dragon floor. You weren't. We fought the dragon. <laughs> I was quiet. I was actually very quiet. Oh. Because I did enhance ability on you. Oh, yeah, right. and I rolled like a nat 20 because I wasn't at disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So the sun is coming up as you, you know, um, have moved, you think, far enough into the border wood that you... Merck says that he doesn't think that there'd be very many patrols out here, especially this time of day. Um, go much further and you're going to start dealing with, you know, Arbum clans and things like that. So it seems like a good place maybe you could sit and camouflage your your camp and just kind of you know stop for a minute and regroup a little bit so we do camp well i mean you guys were you guys were you guys were in the middle of camp and so like it's it's day you guys have you know in this case you did spend some spells pretty early in the morning okay so we start setting up camp and now we can talk to this gnome i'm going to set up the uh hut and rifle through that uh mage's gear and just start uh, casting detect magic just to see if I can find anything. Okay, because everything everything else is. Or I'm sorry, the rest of them are all still in the hole, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the the gnome has a you uh, wand on her that you know because I'm assuming you're going to kind of look through them and magic you know check through. It's really just a spell yeah. focus. She also does have a spell scroll with ice storm on it and um, she does have a, a gold hand mirror it's not magical but it's probably worth about 75 gold pieces so i pull her out of my backpack hey while you start doing that um lucan's gonna start setting up a circle of for a zone of truth excellent and um yeah i basically i set her up prop her up you know smooth out her hair or whatever brush it out of her face so it's not like completely terrible <laughs> she doesn't and, look great I wait for Lucan to be mostly done with the spell, and then I will hit her for one point of healing to wake her up. Kind of winces at the light. This, you know, red bars of light are coming through the trees as, at this point as the sun comes up, and she kind of holds her head and swears in gnomish. Uh, so I want to be very clear about a few things here. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to kill anybody, but I will act in self-defense. If you would be so kind as to answer a few questions and submit to the zone of truth, 
we probably can pardon Amicoli, so to speak. Would you be willing to do that? She says, I guess that's my choice at this, or that's my only choice at this point. Kind of looks around at everyone. I know it's not much of one, but I give you my word. Go ahead and finish the spell. All right, the circle light that Mukan makes lights up a little bit, and then she has to make a charisma saving throw of 16. Okay. Yeah, she seems to have failed it. You, you're not sure whether she did it intentionally or not. Okay. Uh, Lucan gives Merk a nod and kind of puts his hand out towards her, like kind of suggesting that you're you're open to ask questions now. So we're gonna start off the basics. Do you know who I am? You're the traitor all near. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, what if I presented you with evidence that my brother is actually a traitor to all of Lucidum? The bishop. Yes. So the bishop has done good by his people. The bishop is a good leader for Wood's End. Mm. Sure, if you consider, um, you know, torturing people and killing them so you can dissect them, a good leader. Lucan says, are you under his effect? Are you being charmed right now or controlled? She kind of looks at you like it's almost like you're, she doesn't know how to answer for a second. And she says, not that I'm aware I, I would like to cast a spell magic and see if I can... No, 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 don't. Let's ask a different question. Have you ever gone to see Asher personally or any of his uh, assistants in the cathedral? I've been in the cathedral. By yourself with Asher? Um, just, I don't remember. Lucan's going to put his hand out on light flashes and I'm going to cast dispel magic to try to dispel a charm effect, if that's possible. All right, so just roll, um, roll and tell me what you get, basically. I rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a no. So yeah, because you, you you know you needed to break a ten no matter what, right? Okay. So Lucan puts his hand out and light flashes, and he says, I don't think that worked. He kind of looks over at Relap and Zan. Zan's kind of got her arms crossed, and she's kind of staring at this person and thinking, if I can get some, my hand on some diamond dust, I could remove it easily. Is there anywhere in town that can find that, Merc? Diamond dust? I never paid attention to silly things like that. Um, let me think about it for a minute. There's a lot of clerics in town, so you'd imagine that they've got to be able to get it somewhere. I don't think going in town's a, with her is the smartest thing. or you know. We're not going with her. I can just go get it myself. I don't think that'd be very safe. I can disguise myself. They won't know it's me. Yeah, that's true. Or does anybody else just have a dispel that they can try real quick? I can try one. I do have it prepared. And Relop, do you have it as well? I do not. Let me try a dispel magic mark. I will cast one at uh, fourth level. So is it fourth level or less? Uh, It is not. Okay. I just have more slots of that available, so I was going to cast it. Uh, But I'll roll the skill check real quick. I got a 21. All right. She says, so this light flashes and it's a little brighter than the one Lucan did. And she says, I was with him once. Did he do anything to you? Kind of has this like look of recognition, right? As she's remembering something. And she says, I, there was a, a shadow. Um, it, it was, it was like, it was him, but it wasn't, it was something there with us. It was not 
her eyes kind of well up a little bit too as she remembers it and she says i won't go back there and she can like she's starting to get emotional you know i i i don't know what that was i i didn't remember that that was that that happened i we won't it's, send you back it's fine i know that my brother has done terrible things to many people i have come to stop him from doing this to other people but i can't do it when he has his power base how do I cut into that power base? Is there a way to free everybody from this, do you think? She says, I, I don't know. I, I'm just a support for the Silver Swords when they need it. I, I'm, uh, I'm not very high level. I think that, I think that all, the, all of the wizards have been there. I think it's, like, again, she's remembering, you know, having this weird, like, we've all seen that thing. Did you track us down, or did you happen to stumble upon us? I was just following orders from the Silver Swords. They had some sort of information. We were told that you were out here. By who? Merc, are you wearing your item so you can't be tracked? They can't read my thoughts. It's all this does. Okay. Who told them that I was out here? He uh, she says, I, 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 I don't know exactly, but Athanasius was the was the ranking officer. I don't know what he, where he got his information. Did he, is he here? Trying to look around for other <laughs> survivors. He is not. Then we'll look over to Relop. Who's in the hole? Did, I'm sorry. Um, Miss Wizard. Uh, did you say Brassinacio? Or how do you say that guy's name? Athanasius. Athanasius. Athenas, who is that? Uh, roll your uh, let's call it a history check for you, Merc, just because you, it's it's sort of a, a woods end thing. I might have a bonus to that. I doubt it. Uh, da, 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 da. fifteen. I think Athanasius was one of the Haven Hills. Um, you 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 think you remember him among the Silver Swords? But he's not the, he's like the little brother of the, the quartermaster then. There's Haven Hills all over town. Okay. Um, it's one of, those, one of those families. But yeah, you've heard of an Athanasius because you always thought it was a funny name when you were a kid. Seriously? That guy? Um, yeah, let's get those other guys out of there. All right. Go ahead and unload the uh, portable hole. I can go get him. I can tie a rope to the tree, to a tree and. Well, every lot has to stay. In the hut, so one of us probably has to take and go out, go out and oh. unfold the the portable hole, and a couple of us have to go down and get them. Okay. Um, I'm gonna stay here and talk to the gnome for another minute while they do that. Okay. Okay. So, what is your name? She says my name is Ella Dergol. Listen, Ella. All of the light bearers have gone and visited Asher. She kind of looks distant, you know, like she's trying to make sense of her memories. And she says, I think so. Okay. What about, what about the paladins for the law, order of law? Which is that, I don't know. I Certainly there's paladins in the cathedral with him all the time. To my knowledge, the order of law is just another part of the church. So they, you know, they, they come and go in that cathedral as well. All right. If I let you go... Would you go back to uh, Prince Holm or even Lysidum and tell him what's going on here? She says, I really want to go 
see my family in Rontaman, but I would pass by Lucidum, so I would certainly talk to them. I'd talk, I would pass message. Do you want? Do you want me to give them anything specific? Do you do you want to write words for them or just tell them what I know? Tell them what you know, but you I think have to go in person. I know it might be asking a lot, especially if you just want to go home. But I think they need to hear you say this in a zone of truth like this so that they understand the what exactly is going on here. Like they don't, it's not just some random message that they can see it, that it's true, that there is dark dealings here. She says it'll take me a little while to get there, but I will, I'll plan for that. Thank you. Do you need anything? Travel expenses? Your spell book back? Oh, no, that, that I, I have access to. I've got a few tricks to make sure my spell book doesn't disappear on me. All right. It wasn't on her either. Like when, when Relap went through her stuff, there was no spell book on her. I, uh, all right. I, uh, cut the ropes off her. Thank you for hearing us out. Thank you. <laughs> kind of steps backwards and goes invisible. Can you identify these people first? <laughs> Where did she go? Oh, wait. <laughs> I uh, I go look in the hole. Do I recognize any of these guys? Now I can see them in lo- the light. The one, and you know, their armor's not uniform, right? Like different people have different things. Sometimes it's family armor and things, you know. And so you can recognize which one was which because their armors are all a little bit different. But the one that she called Athanasius uh, Haven Hill was the guy with the actual with the two long swords. The one with the goggles. You are pretty certain now that he now that it's light and you, and you can see his face. You're pretty certain that he's a Donland, and in fact, you realize that his name is Varro, and you 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 did know him. He wasn't like a close friend or anything like that, but he was somebody that uh, was in your company at one point. Lucan looks up to Merc from the hole and says, "Which one do you want first? Well, those those are actually uh, both of those guys are the dead ones. Oh, that's fine. He still says, which one do you want first? Uh, the two live ones. Well, here, so he starts <laughs> get both of them up then. Yeah, he like, I'll up. reach down and, like, help yep. pull them up as he lifts them. You can bring them into that zone, and they should tell the truth. Um, I might have to cast it again here in a little bit, but... Sure. Uh, I'll drag them into the zone. What happened yeah. to the gnome? I'll let her go. I don't think she was going to be any use to us in combat. And um, I sent her back to listen to him to uh, tell the truth of what happened here. Yeah, good idea. Just in case, you know, everything goes completely sideways and we all die. I'm going to, uh, I'll go bury these other two. Um, this might sound a little morbid, but uh, leave them in the hole for now. Okay. Oh, I think I know what you're thinking. Zan might not like it, but I think I know what you're thinking. You kind of loot them a little bit. Um, Lucan, like, start grabbing, you know, equipment or look through their stuff while you're doing that. Yeah, I suppose I'd keep be keeping a little bit of an eye out. It's not his main concern right now by any means. Sure. Um, well, and it might even be, you know, easier to move them around if you take some of their junk off them, too. Um, but the... Both of the two that are dead have um, gold signet rings with with what, what can, is probably a family motto on it. It's two different families. 
one of them says first light and then the other one says uh, lead not led but the one that had that uh, that had the two swords the two long swords does also have a letter kind of stashed into a pouch and when you open when you pick it up it's actually addressed to dice furum he uh lucano get out of the hole and walk up to merc and say you know a dice furum and gives him the letter yeah i know dice that's the letter you sent right huh and then i show him the signet rings too you recognize these two signet rings yeah they're nobility from here nothing okay Haven Hill and Donland are the two families. All right. Well, let's wake these two up and start talking to them. I'll poke them each for one. Well, I'll do them one at a time. I'll hit one for one hit point. Interrogate one at a time? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Sure. Seems to make sense. We probably have to do the dispel magic on these guys, too. Yep. I'm prepared for that. The two that are left, um, one of them was the... um, was the one with the short short sword and the long sword, and the other one was the one with the shield. You don't know them, the two these two. Where are the families? These two don't actually have they, like they don't have signet signet rings showing, so maybe it's kind of lesser families, or maybe they just don't have them on them. One of the guys, his name is is Chester Cromwell, and he is he's you know somebody that is maybe a little lower ranking, and then the other guy. Uh, comes from the Falconbridge family, which you actually do recognize that family. Amare is his first name. But both of these guys, like if we go through the 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 rundown, both of these guys were fully just following orders. And that's what they're going to tell you. Sure. Um, yeah, so I poke uh, the guy on the right and hail him for one hit point. And all right, let's keep this simple. What's your name? Cromwell. Chester Cromwell. Okay, Chester. Who gave you the letter? Well, the Haven Hill had it, but it was... I believe he got it from one of the intelligence officers. Some kind of shorter guy. I don't actually know him. Works in a you know sort of different, different uh, company than me. Sure. And then this guy was like about this tall and he holds his hand up like indicating a certain height and he was slight and he had, you know, dark hair, clean, clean cut, clean shaven, dark eyes. Yeah, that's him. Great. Well, that's all I need to know out of you, I think. All right, guys. Now here's the problem with uh, taking people alive. What do we do with them? Well, are they mind controlled? I don't know. Are you mind controlled? Do you ever go see the bishop by yourself? No. I'm I'm I haven't talked to the bishop personally. Hmm. Hey look on then. Did he pass the, the spell? I don't know. You got the impression that the the first guy that that he questioned who or he didn't get much information failed it, but you kinda of feel like this guy could say what he wanted. Like he's maintained control of it. All right, I don't trust this one, Merc. Did you get the any information that you did need? I mean, I know that Dice gave him gave him the letter, which is a problem. And Dice is who again? He's the intelligence officer for the Silver Sword, so he 
Okay. He was one of the people I wrote to. I trusted him, so he's either mind controlled or on Asher's side. Alright. Well, I think we just what do you think? Time to a tree and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all these honestly, guys. if we're if you're gonna tie them to the tree, you might as well put them out of their misery. If nobody's gonna come out and rescue yep. them, you're right. They are gonna be looking for them. That's true too. Zan, what do you think? She's kind of just standing there again, her arms crossed, kind of staring at this person. She'll reach into her satchel and pull out the Earth Core and cast uh, detect magic out of it and scan both of the people. Cromwell's chainmail is enchanted and the other guy falconbridge his shield that he had that one with the swords on it was uh was enchanted as well you don't get any in any like feel of like a spell on them right like you're not getting an enchantment thing it's just these couple of magic items that they have on them so she kind of looks through the crystal at them for a bit and then stands back up puts it away and kind of shakes her head I don't think Asher's gotten to either of them. We can't just kill them. Well, how do you guys feel about the bishop, I guess? Well, I mean, the bishop is fine, I guess. I mean, we, we, I don't deal with the bishop directly. We just take our orders. If I presented you with truth or proof that he was a, a cruel man that needed to be removed from power, would you fight against him? At the very least, don't get involved in the fight that's coming. Uh, roll your persuasion. Yay, guys! This is going to be terrible. Two! <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're like, I, I, I don't want to... You kind of got us at the end of a rope here, but I can't... I've got too much honor to die... Uh, at the you know lying and telling you that I'm gonna fight against you know my duties, you know we take an oath in the Silver Swords and I'm not gonna just throw that away because I'm not asking you to throw it away. I'm telling you your duty doesn't need to be involved in this, but do as you will. Says for what it's worth, I don't really know who all you people are. I think I recognize you, looking at Merc. But I don't think I'd even know if I saw you again. Inside check. Is he lying? <laughs> Wait, he's in the zone of truth. No, he's the one we don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's going to make you guess, basically. 21. You know, you think that he he seems sincere in the sense that, like, he's, you know, this guy wants to leave here. And he just talked about honor. And so, like, your best hope is that he would effectively like keep his word or that's the sense you get you know maybe if you pushed him a little more and and like sort of made him take a vow to you or something it seems like they maybe are into that and you know you were a silver sword once you kind of know that that's that's a thing like they take their honor pretty seriously i mean the other thing is is it is really large woods he could just forget where he saw us i don't care if they tell the truth because they're gonna figure it out soon enough turn face them Fully. Just to be clear, yes, I am the person that was once known as Lucius Walnir. I'm going to tell you, on my honor as a silver sword, that Asher Walnir is a cruel and relentless man who wants to 
do nothing more than plunge the entire world into darkness and to see you knock rise to power. And I have every intention in stopping him. I am merely asking you not to get involved. Fair. We just want to go back to finish looking. Fair enough. Cut him loose, let him go. The other guy, his name's Amari Falconbridge, and he says, if you're wanting to not be found, it's best to get out of the woods. There's lots of places to hide in town. But they'll find you out here. Yeah, we're working on that. All right, leaving them with their gear? Um, not their weapons, but they can take their armor. Does the guy get his shield back? Yep. Okay. All right, and then no mention at this point about the about the bodies in the hole, right? You're just kind of let, like letting that lie. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to point out that we killed their comrades. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> All right, so they they start moving that direction. They kind of you know walk backwards for a minute to make sure you're not going to jump them, and uh, and they kind of start on a slow trot, headed back towards town through the woods. Lucan looks over at the hole. And then turns to Merc and says, so are we going to have Zan talk to the dead? When this is over, I want to give the bodies back to the families. I don't want to bury them out the woods. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But talk to the dead, that's pretty clever. I don't have it right now, but I can do it the next time I can prepare. Well, I suppose it'll keep till tomorrow close that hole up for somebody falls on it. So are we staying here? No. I think they're right. Staying out here. It's just a matter of time. Somebody can come along that has enough skills to track us out here. If everybody's mind controlled, this seems like a terrible place to hide in the town, but... Not everybody's mind controlled. Those two aren't. We'll just have to slum it, so to speak. You know of a place? I know lots of places. Um, we could go to the watery mink, weasel, our ferret, the Which watery is mink. Isn't that where we're supposed to go and try and find, uh, Toby or whatever his face is? I like that. Let's just call him Toby from now on. Um, <laughs> give me a few minutes to, uh, prep myself to get into town. Um, what? Are we going to town now? Yeah, but what do you prep yourself to go into town what you're gonna put yeah, on some makeup or what hands. just don't worry about it um sure do either of you fit in the armor of the two dead men that's a good question um they're pretty big guys so they would probably fit um merc hold or lucan you know you might have to mess with some straps a little bit but they all had red cloaks um, are you kind of going through their stuff a little bit too? Do we want to sure. look like the silver swords or do we just want to look not like us? I'd settle for not like us. I mean, the silver okay, swords would lend an air of authority, wouldn't it? Yeah, it depends how we want to go about it. Relop scryed on my brother. And it seems that he was telling a paladin that they needed to remove the silver swords from authority. So I'm uh, a little concerned about their quality of their authority, if you will. But they were ordered to come hunt us down out here. Sure. They, they must have I, something. I'm still worried about it. Also, silver swords running around would probably draw attention, too. 
because that, that's what I'm thinking. We'll draw more attention to ourselves if we're dressed like silver swords, but we can carry those cloaks around in case we want to whip one of them out to look like a silver sword. Keep it in our back pocket kind of thing. Sure. Because of what you were saying there, go ahead and make a uh, perception test with, with advantage. Oh, nice. Uh, 25. I mean, it's no Hulk number. So when you first saw that darkness around around you, you might have thought other things or been concerned about what you were about to see. But now what you're realizing is that that was a cover. They were trying to have they were trying to deal with you without anybody knowing. Like you, you sort of recognize the tactic. Like you don't know what spell they use, but right. that's what they were doing. They didn't want to be found out there. Also, to the point, they were trying to ambush us so nobody could see us. Not even the Lancers. And who are the Lancers? Um, it's the other major military power in Woods End. They, uh... So potential allies. I'd imagine they, they would be mind-controlled as well. At least the officers. So Woods End is on the west. Finis Ligum, Ligum is on the right. The Lancers um, are the kind of the police force for the west side, so Woods End, right? And then the Silver Swords are the are the police force on the on the in the east, sort of where the nobility is. And just for clarity's sake, if you were going to go see this Cody at that at that bar, you're going to Woods End to get there. Which so is on the just west? yeah, which is on the west. So just where to kind of help in relation up, to the city itself, you're on the west. Okay. So we go right into the Because it's kind of like northwest. So basically coming from the north, you pretty much hit uh, Woods End first. Yeah. Wearing the cloaks would be a bad idea because yeah, that, but, why are the silver swords over in Woods End? Well, we do keep the cloaks just for we might. espionage later. Sure. It makes sense. All right. I'll be back. So Lucan walks over to the hut. And goes in it. Hmm. I don't suppose you got any illusion spells to cast on people, Zan. Uh, no, illusions not really my specialty. It's more of discovering illusions, actually. But I, I've I've brought my own uh, change of clothes. I think will work fine. So she's gonna sit down in her satchel and start pulling out things. She's gonna pull out her purple cloak, her breastplate. She's going to pull out a set of two matching gold bracers embossed with feathered wings of silver filigree, and then a lightweight helmet with visor stylized with a youthful, possibly elven face with a white onyx smile on it. She's going to put all those down, and then she's going to start getting out of her gold dragon armor with the cloak. Remember, too, that you, you guys did, uh, when you were in Bale in the Lair, you got um, um, those suits of fear, not, you know, the, the kind of peasant clothing. Right. Oh, yeah. um, so just know that that's, you well, know. Hog has a couple masks. Uh, actually, what Hog is going to do is walk over, uh, find a relatively, like, muddy area, flop down on it once, <laughs> and then pull some of the peasants' clothes out and, like, anything that's kind of, like, oversized that I could just drape over my, uh, my leather armor and stuff. Hey, really, Lap, get any magic, get any illusion spells? Does it go into the hut? Because he had to be there the whole time anyway. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and give me about ten more minutes. I need to get some spells back anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Merc and Relop, you see Lucan cutting his hair and his beard. Whoa. What is wrong with you? He doesn't oh. say anything. <laughs> I was going to do that later. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good prank, Hulk. So after a bit, Lucan walks out of the hut and he's completely shaven. No, no facial hair, no hair on top. And he's bald. Yep. Whoa. And he starts uh, getting into different gear and clothing. And he's got the big fur uh, cloak that he has had forever, the dingy, nasty one. Mm -hmm. He's going to start equipping himself with that, too. Merck, you do know that the livery, um, the stables and things like that are on the outside of the walls. And if you came in as travelers and just needed to check in... You don't think that anybody would think twice about that. I mean, except maybe the Pegasus idea. But, you know, if you want to get sort of basically anything bigger than a house cat is not allowed inside the walls. Well, I, I guess we'll Jericho when we get there. Probably want to do it before then. You OK, yeah, Randy? Tandem can, with your sister. Yeah, I can ride with somebody. Or Hulk, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You guys have been getting along really well. Mark, I'm going to go ahead and swap out Banishment for Alter Self. For Alter Self? Okay. Ukon gives out a big old arms hug for uh, Holg. Let's do this, buddy. Sure thing. And I make sure I got a nice handful of mud <laughs> right on the back. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> thanks. I like, your I like it. <laughs> Mark, uh, what's the plan? What are we doing? Ah, uh, we just go to the watery mink, meet up with uh, Cody and his shady crew and see how far we get. What do you know about this kill dragon crew? The only thing I really know is that uh, Cody's uh, Cody's somebody that Hulk would, would have liked to have known before he met us. We'll just have a chat with him, see how far it goes. All right. Everybody ready? He might not be in favor of Asher, so I might be in our favor. Mark, I'm going to transform you into a mouse when we get closer to town. So just be quiet. Uh, okay, I guess. You might need to give us directions. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone talk mouse, speak mouse? Well, I'm sure he can transform me back after we get into town. <laughs> no. Well, well, I mean, what's then isn't like a 45 square block yeah, town, yeah. is it? I think it's like 8,000 people on the West Bank. We'll be able to find it. We can ask around. Yeah. I'm sorry. 3,000 on the West Bank. I'm way off. Lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah. So like well, yeah, people have been murdered since he left. <laughs> All right. That, so let's go to town. <laughs> so you approach, are you going to go to the liveries and... Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I attract them to. Leave your horses and, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, the the Pegasus, what's the Pegasus' name again? Jericho. Jericho. Are you, so you kind of dismiss him for now? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to stable your horses there. When you're there, one of the, there's a, there's kind of like the stables, and then there's, and they call it the livery, which, you know, in many places means the same thing. But there's, there's kind of, a few different loose animals here, just, you know, um, dogs and different types of pets 
and a couple that might be sort of a couple that might be used as as mounts or something that uh, you know you hadn't hadn't seen or you don't typically see like in Lucidum or something like that where it's kind of weird variations of horses where they're just kind of odd colors and things like that. But for the most part, it's you know relatively normal here. But they do have even you know places for with like cages and and kennels and and whatnot. And one of the one of the proprietors points out the bird, your fire ibis relop, and uh, says, "Hey, um, is that bird on fire?" It is. Um. I think that we need to possibly board that bird here. I can't allow it to go into the town. We'd be happy to keep it safe. I've got a standing cage, but the place is called Woods End. Very well. Where's a, uh, I'm looking for a uh, tavern by the name of the Watery Mink. Do you know where I can find that? Oh yeah, yeah, Watery Minks, it's a pretty quiet place. It's kind of done up in like a nautical theme like it's you know it's something uh, using a bunch of river junk and stuff in it but uh, it's actually about as far from the river as you can get so it's not not too far on the insides of the walls Relop, is that bird going to behave itself when he's not around you sure is hmm. absolutely nothing can go wrong here yeah nothing bad can happen there <laughs> <laughs> So how, how long are you going to give them money for stabling? Two Ducati. Great. I'll pay for your bird just so I have something to pay for. All right. Okay. So everybody take off tangled. Okay. Yeah, sure won't. I'll pay for Merck's. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. Yeah, good, good call. All right. I'll pay for, I'll do 20 gold. A little hard off a mouse right now. <laughs> squeak, squeak. So when you go up to the gate, after after boarding your animals, there are lancers. There, uh, they most of them wear green and brown, just kind of different variations of that. It seems seems to be their colors, um, and they do have a stitching. It's basically three arrows that kind of make an X or a. Um, yeah, kind of like that. There's there's one arrow that goes straight up, and then an X over it with it with three arrows. You know, they ask you your business. Um, Xander, are you wearing that helmet? Yeah. So they, you know, they kind of focus on you, like, because you look to be the blingy one among the group. And they're like, what's what's your business here? <laughs> Mercenary work. So She's trying to sound real tough. Sure. <laughs> kind of looks at the <clears throat> looks at the rest of them. And so are these your companions or your charges? A little of both. Olga's going to try and suppress a snicker. <laughs> Zan, go ahead and make make a deception. Uh, deception, <laughs> yes, uh, deception. Go ahead and make it with with uh, advantage because I like the weird helmet thing. Thanks, man. That was that was the way to go with it. I grabbed that item like a long time ago, and I'm like, I gotta find time to use this for something. And yep, that was kind of my idea. So I got a natural one, and then I got a 13 plus three, so a 16. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> Huzzah. Thanks for that advantage. Sure. Oh, uh, like, why do you roll twice? But now they, I get they it. say, um, yeah. or the, the the guard, you know, um, kind of looks. He he looks at everybody. He's trying to sort of figure out which one 
which one's the one that's being taken in or something, you know, like he's evaluating. So I suppose you've heard word that the traitor Wolnir is in the area where he's returning. That's what I was called for. Well, I'm sure you know where you're going. What's the reward up to nowadays? He kind of looks over and you hadn't noticed because you've been focusing on the guards. Uh, and there's actually a wanted poster with a drawing of Merc on it. <laughs> and it says 10,000 gold. And on the opposite side, because you're kind of walking in and there's a, you know, it's like a gate that's opened up on, uh, towards the inside. And just past that, there's some posts and that's where this thing is. And on the opposite side, there's another wanted poster and it actually has Tharval on it. Hmm. Um, and it, and it um, says 6,000 gold. It's a pretty good likeness. So is that in the city or outside of it? Um, just inside. Like as okay. you enter, it's like they put up these posters, um, you know, for, for people to see as they come in. Gotcha. I can do a lot with 10,000 gold. I, uh, Hoag is actually going to walk up to the wanted poster, uh, pull it down, roll it up, stick it in his pocket. Of Merc? Yep. Okay. When that happens, one of the guards kind of looks at you and looks back at Zan, the, you know, bounty hunter that just came in. <laughs> you won't need it much longer. I guess not. So she'll just march past them as if she knows where she's going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I'm all just total Mandalorian this <laughs> yeah, as much as like, I can. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna walk one way and be like, oh, wrong way. <laughs> Try not to look suspicious walking back. <laughs> this is the way. You know, I just realized you can do a ratatouille thing here, Merc. You could just pull, you know, <laughs> sit on somebody's head and pull their hair in the direction they're supposed to walk. Yeah, only if uh, I didn't have the intelligence of a mouse right now. <laughs> well, I want some cheese wait. and peanut butter. Is that any different than Merc? <laughs> I didn't know you could yeah. be smarter through Polymorph. <laughs> In theory, no mouse. Yes. He's way smarter. <laughs> so as you walk into Woods End, you can see a lot of activity um, and hear a lot of activity. You can hear saws because there's a giant mill here. There's actually a pulp mill that does paper. There's a grain mill. Um, there's big wheels on the river you can see from where you are. You can see the cathedral to your left. It's sort of on the north side of Wood's End. Um, and it looks a lot like the cathedrals in other towns, except that it's done with wood, right? These, in, you know, it's like a big log cabin so, uh, with, you know, spires on it. There's lots of little shops and things in this area as you walk in. Most of them um, are kind of wood slated buildings. You know, there's uh, like wooden shingles on top of, uh, you know, on the roofs. There's actually a barber kind of right where you're standing. It says Sawbones, you know, a couple different, um, you know, shops on both sides. You can see that it kind of leads down towards the river from where you are. There's a few different levels. The town itself is full of long benches just along the major thoroughfares. There's just these long benches made from long logs that have been sort of, you know, smoothed over. It seems that woodworking is very popular here. There's a lot of embellishments on things. And in fact, there's a lot of trunks that it seems that they, when they take down a tree, they, uh, the norm is that they'll turn it into artwork in some way. So there's a lot of just 
trunks that are these little, little statues of, you know, fish uh, coming up from the ground or, you know, a wolf sort of uh, ready to pounce or just whatever, whatever the artist decided to do. And um, across the river, you can see that there are very large manors. There is kind of a kind of a town square on that side over in Finisligum. But you can see there's a couple houses in particular that just kind of sort of hang over the over the town or over the the river and face it's like you like they can from that house you know they can oversee all of uh woods end and those are actually a couple of houses oddly enough they're they're of the um you know affluent houses from the town but they're not like the big ones it's not you know the Wolniers are further up uh, further up to to the east in Finisligum, the Valin, uh, Valins and all those, but the ones that are that are kind of hanging off the side, you know, Merck, you know, one of them is the the Weingarner uh, Manor. It's called Strong Strong Room Manor, and the other one is called Safe Harbor House, and that's where the Haven Hills homestead is. Um, and then there's one more that's kind of a little bit further north um, and you think that's actually the Furum home but for some reason you're having trouble remembering you know your your inter- interactions with the Furums weren't in their house typically and so you're not 100% there is one big bridge that crosses the river it's just large enough for a wagon to go by to go over it's kind of a kind of bows in the center and it's manned on the other side but not on this side so you can see that there's silver silver swords on that side that you know like a little gatehouse almost um and then but you do see some a lot of fishermen and some what seem to be fairies moving back and forth on ropes can we find the watery mink yeah they told you to be right inside and so you kind of you kind of poke around a little bit you see something called the dubs uh soil dove inn there's a forge in this area and a couple other places that look like, um, you know, there's like a dried smoke shop or uh, smoked meats, that kind of stuff. And then there seems to be a actual butcher's shop as well. There's something called the Drunkard's Cloak Tavern. And on the do- on the sign, it has a, a gnome, drunken looking gnome that has a barrel as clothing. There's a grocer and something called Chapman's, which looks to be a general store and some sort of Fletcher's shop. And then you do find this place called the Watery Mink. It actually drops the E, so it's you know it's like it's a W-A-T apostrophe R-Y. And you know, like the guard said, it has kind of a nautical theme, even though it's nowhere near the river. And so, you know, there's a helmsman's wheel kind of hanging on the door, and when you step in, it's dark and there's you know nets on the walls and um just different you know pieces from ships behind the bar is a gigantic man um he has brown hair that's a little bit curly and he pushes it back um and he has kind of big big dark eyes and he's clean shaven but he's just this huge guy giant arms there's literally one other person in the bar right now you know it's 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 working time and so not that many people probably can sit at the bar in the in you know mid-morning like it is but there's one human bellied up to the bar kind of a little skinny guy and the bartender says what can i get you 
Zan will look to Merc. Because he's got the coin, right? Oh, Merc has the mouse. mouse. Who has the coin? I'm probably probably on him. Like, polymorphed in him. All right, well, cool. Let's go. Uh, Khan says uh, an ale for all of us, please. And he goes and sits down at a table. That I can do. Then he turns to Relop and says, Are we going to make him a. Are we going to depolymorph him now? So we're thinking yeah. this Cody guy is here, right? Or they know where to find him. Might be where we give him the coin and ask for him. Okay, Hogue will stand up and go back to the bar uh, and uh, speak to the bartender in Thieves' Camp. Okay. So we're looking for Cody. Uh, kind of looks back and forth. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I know Cody. What do you, what would you be looking for a Cody for? And what's with your, uh, helmeted friend over there? Got kind of a law feel to her. Nah, nah, she's cool. No, we have a, we have a friend, uh, that would like to meet him. And, uh, Cody's brother actually sent us here. Well, if I see a Cody come through, I'll let you know. I'll, go reach, ahead and I'll reach into my uh, my pocket. I'll pull uh, two gold out and slide it on the table. All I need is a location where we can find him. Says I don't have a location, and we for, don't want for, any trouble for two gold. And he pours you another. <laughs> he pours you another ale and slides <laughs> it your way. <laughs> Uh, I still have uh, one of the, the gold cylinders from the bounty hunters that were chasing after after Merc, so I'll pull one of those out and just drop it on the table. That was worth ten. Says I appreciate the tips here, but this isn't the kind of place where we hand hand out names or Okay, or then can I make a request that you at least have them stop by? Hmm. Now I know you definitely don't know Cody. Right. And if you're worried about the the person with the law feel, she gets out of line, I'll stab her myself. Well, you're welcome to stay and drink. Okay. I take my cylinder back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for the drinks. I'll drop a gold and ask for some food, too. I'm going to go ahead and let him out of my pocket and uh, wait till he kind of runs. Go throw him in the latrine. Wherever he goes. <laughs> I do mouse things, I guess. <laughs> so Relop drops the mouse. Mouse starts to wander off. And then just poof, he'll be back. Well, whenever the bartender isn't eyeballing us, I'm going to drop it so that he doesn't just poof into... Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll get back to the table. Well, they know we're interested in them, but they definitely don't trust us. So the mouse starts wandering off, right? Like it just kind of comes, goes across the corner of the wall, you know, like they do, trying to keep keep uh, from being in the middle of the room. And Logan sees it, and he and he starts throwing stuff at it. Oh, like, I'll be get out of here! Does he hit me? I was going to say, let it hit him and we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> Let's see if he does. Oh, yep. 
All right. So he th- he he picks up a, um, a he's got like a couple of little they're like little steiny cro- you know crocs almost and he throws one of them and uh, it actually shatters across the way and a part of it hits the mouse and suddenly Merc is like on all fours in the corner. <laughs> I stand up to my full height. I don't think I'm gonna do that again. He he's you know kind of startled. The guy at the bar actually like. You know, he was probably a little tipsy, but he kind of, like, goes faint. And Logan is like, all right, what's going on here? And he kind of steps steps around the side of the bar. And he's, you know, just this big dude. Are you Logan? I am. I, uh, flip the, the wooden coin at him. Tell Cody Lucius Walneris is high. Says you want to, you want to, to go to him now? kind of looks at that like when he looks at the token it obviously means something to him right he says you wanting to see him now sooner the better i think i walk over grab one of the ales and then go pour it on the drunk on the floor sits up no i was just like on his on his chest and stuff just so he smells like booze <laughs> oh i thought you were waking him up i mean if it wakes him up it wakes him up but yeah yeah he's like he kind of pushes his drink away, you know, gets up and pushes his drink away like he's confused. Thinks he had too much. Clearly had too much. Spilled your drink all over yourself. Now you smell like booze. He says the whole whole group of you? It would be ideal. The next time the bar, uh, that Logan looks at me, I flip him off. <laughs> says, follow me. Sure, sure. And he kind of says, Slim, watch the bar. The drunken guy, you know, sort of sits up and tries to look proper for a second walks you into the back whole group's coming right yep yep well i'm following for sure and he opens up a kind of a large trap door you know one of those that would like lead down to a full-on stairs you know so it's like door shaped kind of lifts that up on its hinge and kind of leans it up and then brings you down into the cellar and the cellar just stinks of you know rot and uh, you know, decay and dust. There are some, you know, casks, and some of them are, are seem to be old, and it's just kind of gross down here. And he says, "Just go that way. You may have to wait for him." And he's pointing at the wall. Uh, I walk up to the wall and touch it. Okay, it is apparently a, an illusion. So when you put your hand through, you can sort of see that it's semi-transparent. I'd step on through. And there's a tunnel. So you guys follow through this tunnel for a while, and it gets, you know, very damp. There are a couple of couple of spots where there's where there's doors, but he didn't say anything about the doors, right? Like, he just kind of said, keep going that way. And so I'm assuming, you know, unless you want to pick at the doors, because they are, they are locked up, you want to just keep rolling? I would keep going. I'm not going to speak for the rest. I'm curious, but if Merc keeps walking, I don't want to get left behind. Okay. We're following his lead, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're just going. So you come to a to the end of this uh, long walkway. I mean, you probably, you feel like you're almost to the river, you know? When you get, uh, you, you, there's kind of a T intersection, and when you get there, there is, on the wall in front of you, there's this stone face carved into the wall. And it says, uh, what business here in uh, common? Just looking for Cody. You know, 
old times and all that. Your token? Did he give it back to us? Yeah, he did. I hold the token up. Other side, please. I'm flipping around. You may go left, but only left. You, you, yeah, you, it, it you know, lets you pass without, without trouble. And you basically start running into left turns. There's no other options. And it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's something weird here. There's something enchanted because you keep taking lefts and you should be sort of where you started and you're not right. Like it's, um, it's more elaborate than it appears. Eventually you take your, you know, after your dozenth left, you walk into a big room and it's actually full of furniture. It actually looks like a relatively comfortable place. It's almost like a tavern. There's a hearth and there are some tables and some basically like sofas. And there's a bar on one side and there's somebody kind of cleaning up behind the bar. There's a few people sort of laying about on like bearskin rugs. They look to be sleeping. The person behind the bar kind of turns to you. And he says, so you're here to see Cody, I assume. Yeah, yeah. No, is it Cody? Cody, yeah. No, I'm asking if the guy behind the bar is Cody. Oh, it is not. Nope. Yeah, here to see Cody. Well, he'll be around. Get you a drink while you wait? Yeah, sure. Who else wants something? I know Hulk does. Nah, I'm good. The ale that he gives you is way better than what they had upstairs. Apparently the good stuff's all, you know, packed back here. There are some casks and things behind there, too, and some bottles. Basically, you just kind of hang out for a while. He says he'll be around, and he doesn't. He won't tell you when that'll be, or, you know, like, he doesn't, doesn't seem to know when that'll be. But effectively, it's just kind of a, you know, comfortable place to sit. You feel relatively secure, in a sense, because you don't even, aren't 100% sure that you'd know how to get out. And eventually... This, uh, you know, the guy behind the, the behind the bar is just a human with kind of stubble on his face and dark eyes. And, you know, he's he's actually he's not overly talkative, but he's friendly. You know, he's 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 got a nice manner about him. He, he's not uh, he's not afraid to give you the good the good stuff here because apparently they've got some some stash down here. And eventually, you know, as people start to kind of wake up, it looks like this is maybe a place where some parties have happened. And they were still sort of crashed, even though it was mid-morning. And, you know, some people go in and out. Merc, you hear this voice from behind you as you're sitting at this bar. Well, if it isn't the traitor Olnir, and you turn around and it's Cody Stamper, and he's this really, really pretty large guy. Um, the symbol of the Stampers is a, is a bear paw, and you always think a lot of them look like bears. They're just these big, big, you know, solid people um tim's kind of the run to the letter and he's always that's always kind of been his mo he's got this dark hair long dark hair it's kind of curly that, that hangs down down to his shoulders and he has this big beard but the beard is almost white it's like like his brother's hair right so this sort of comes from his mom's mom's side of the family and this almost white beard against this dark hair and he's wearing this big almost overgrown cloak it's kind of purple with fur and feathers and you kind of guess that it's probably Owlbear. So he says, who'd have thought the, Wol the Wolnir Golden Boy would come down for help? Golden Boy? Don't you mean Asher? Well, 
Aren't I? I mean, aren't all of your golden boys? Kind of smiles. He's actually missing one of his one of his eye teeth. So who's your friends here? Well, it's the Champions of Light. You may have heard of us. I might have heard that song once or twice in a tavern. Yeah. So I'm mercenary, and uh, that's Holg, that's Lucan, that's uh, Relop. Depends on which version you heard, if he's in it or not. And that's Zan. Still wearing the mask, Zan? Yep. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So it seems that you're here against your own better judgment. Better judgment. <laughs> Listen, how do you feel about uh, old Asher? Well, I can take him or leave him as long as I, as long as nobody bothers me. If I could tell you that he was definitively a member of the Knock Cult, would you help us out? Of a Knock Cult, huh? Yeah, he's kind of like the head of it, maybe. Definitely like that Knight's, Knight's Day stuff? Yeah, like that stuff. Well, I'd certainly listen to the story. Although... If you're going to deal deal with us here, you're going to have to know that you're on our side. I'm on the side of light. Well, I wish I could say that I was, but light's never been exactly my thing. But I, I, I'm not, a, I'm no knock lover. Listen, I'm just here to take Asher down to the proper peg. You care about your business, I'll be out of woods in. This is what I'm going to offer you. You need a place to stay. And you need a place out of the sight. And there's very few places in this town that are truly out of sight. But I know some. You're standing in one right now. This town, I don't even think you, uh, you know, your type knows, but this, this town was a settlement long before it was called Wood's End. And there are things here that even Asher Wolnir doesn't know. Like your little maze you walk through to get here. I can help you with some of that stuff. I can give you a safe place. But I want to ask for, for your services a little bit first. Seems only fair that I would be allowed to test your... He kind of thinks long and hard about it. And he says, I don't want to say loyalties. You don't have a reason to be loyal to me. But I certainly want to make sure that uh, you aren't going to go turning turning me in either. And the best way to make that happen is have you do a little bit of little bit of work for me first. Incriminate uh, yourself if that makes sense. Lucan holds out a pouch that looks like it's very full of coin, and he says, "How about just let the coin tell you that we're not going to mess with you?" He says, "I appreciate that, but it works a little bit better if I got something on you because you got something on me." You could turn us in and we'd be caught right away. That's pretty big something. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have time for these little side quests. Well, I promise that uh, what I'd ask of you wouldn't wouldn't uh, take you too far from your uh, your scruples. Here's here's what I've got in, in mind. Your friend here with the mask on kind of gave me the idea. The wine garners are going to have a have a masquerade. That's the perfect place for you to gather intelligence anyway. I could get you invitations to get you in, 
and you just got to pull a little bit of a job while you're there. You get you get some information. That's what you came here for, I think, anyway. I get what I want. And you get a safe place to work from while you're here. A hoax going to lean forward. What are you wanting us to get? He says, Peleus, pour this man an angel share. The guy takes a, he has a cask behind the bar and he pours into a little uh, copper cup and he puts it on the bar for you, kind of oh, nods at it. Oh, as soon as I slide it to the side. Before we make any sort of commitment about reappropriating items, I need to make sure that I'm not trying to like move some giant painting or some mantelpiece or something that's going to just be incredibly awkward. The bartender says, I don't think you're understanding. And he kind of points at the drink again and he says, that's what he wants you to get for him. Try it. I want to insight. I want to make sure that they're not like just either some sort of like setting us up potion or some sure. <laughs> 17. Uh, you're feeling good about it, but it might be better. Like maybe you'd feel better if they took a drink, you know, like maybe they, he pours himself one. Okay. Well, I'd hate to drink alone. Bartender looks, looks at Cody and Cody kind of gives him a wink and nods and he takes it and pours him, pours himself one. Um, and the, he's, well, he pours one and he sort of puts it out for Cody and then kind of looks at him again and he pours one for himself. And, and the, so there's three of them. So bartender dr- drinks some, Cody drinks some, okay. says, tr- try it. After seeing those two drink some, I will sample it. It is probably the best bourbon you've ever tasted. Hmm. It is really smooth and flavorful. Like people that don't drink bourbon would probably like this. Like it's it's something special. Okay. Says so I can give you the the details of 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 uh, what we didn't what we would ask, but it's pretty straightforward. We just we just want you to misplace some casks for us and you won't even have to carry them far you can just drop them in the river I'm gonna look over my shoulder back at uh, Zan and Nukon this is the only way we're gonna be able to stay here Merc just gets a wry smile on his face and goes there's a 10,000 gold bounty on my head and you want me to waltz into the enemy's stronghold toss a couple kegs in the river bourbon's good but it ain't that good like I said it's a masquerade perfect place for you right now where else do you get to just walk around with your face covered and nobody thinks twice except for this lady right here oh a lot of people thought twice about it yeah why not alright well we'll talk about the details in the meantime you and I have a little bit of a friendly score to settle Oh, you think so? Yeah. Because I remember who who, uh, knocked this tooth out. And he takes his uh, cloak and he puts it down on the ground between you. Big sort of, you know, puts it out like a big blanket. And it's huge, right? Like it's probably when he rolls it all out, it's, you know, it could easily be seven by seven. And 
you under, you recognize what he's doing. It's called a cloak duel. He starts taking his like stuff off, like he's basically ready to take you on on this cloak. Cloak duel means like you can't leave the cloak. You fight on this cloak, and he wants to get you back for apparently uh, giving him a clock when you were kids. You know what? Let's just knock the other one out. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. West side of the liver, liver, river. <laughs> Jesus. Take <laughs> <laughs> <Six, six>, three. <laughs> Left side of the liver. I love it. <laughs> That's where I do my drinking on the left side of the liver. Mark, please tell me Wobber ran. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for Wobber to show up. Wobber, Wobber, Wobber. Doing it wrong. Based a food based gaming campaign over our characters. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Here he wants to think that over before he does it. Rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> seven, 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 seven. Shut your face. Shut it, Relap. You shut it. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. The deck save was 44. Dirtily. Dirtily. He would like to cast Bigby's hand. You cut out when you sang that. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah, if you need someone to be off key, that's me. <laughs> I want to play Skaven, so like when my army blows itself up, I can say <laughs> I defeated myself. Plus, I get to see your beautiful faces. <laughs> Don't schmooze us. Oh man! <laughs> Don't schmooze us. <laughs> We're supposed to schmooze you, damn it! You're the DM. <laughs> Well, I haven't gotten my Arby's gift certificates yet, so I don't think we're yeah, hitting the ears I, of those people. I don't people. think we're doing it. I don't trust this one, Hudson. Up. But <laughs> 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 we don't do that very often. Weird. Not too often. Turn me into a mouse. Lacan's going to eat me. Oh, now you got a Pegasus. Get out of my face. Sorry. <laughs>